0: This is the Grind It Podcast. We know just like grinding a handrail or across a cross coping can be challenging at times, so can life be. We share God's Word and personal stories to encourage you to keep grinding and to not give up. It's time to grind. So here's the old school skateboarder himself, Randall Tucker. Welcome to the Grind It Podcast. Today we're going to continue Romans chapter 4, where Paul is having a discussion with some Jews. And he's explaining to them that uh, just being a Jew, it won't cut it. If you catch what I'm saying there with the circumcision, uh, it will not. Just being a Jew is not going to cut it when it comes to having a relationship with God. It's it it's it's a yes. God made a covenant with Abraham long ago, way back in Genesis chapter twelve. Yes, God gave the law through Moses. Yes, God led them to the promised land through Joshua. But if they want to have a relationship with God now, it's not going to come through the works. It's not going to come through the law. It's not going to come through circumcision. It's only going to come through a relationship with Jesus Christ, God's son. They cannot earn it like a wage from a job. Salvation and a relationship with God now only comes through jesus christ who is god's son and to a jew especially back then when paul was writing this letter and even before then this is a very difficult concept because many jews i mean you think about it they've had this covenant with abraham and god way back from genesis 12 for thousands of years and 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 this is the way it's always been and they had the authority of the law through moses and it was moses said this moses said this and, and now Jesus has come along and said, Moses said this, but now I say unto you. And now Jesus has ascended back into heaven. He's sitting at the right hand of the Father. He's in a place of authority. And the disciples are going around preaching in the name of Christ and doing these miracles. And, and Paul, being an apostle born out of due time, as he says himself, he's, he's doing the same thing. But he's going mostly to the Gentiles. And he's preaching the gospel to the Gentile people, and he's backing it up with, with these miracles. And these G- Jews are just having a difficult time with this whole concept, especially allowing the Gentiles into the church. You know, that started in Acts chapter 10 with Cornelius and, and Peter preaching to Cornelius and his family. But even after that. At the end of that chapter, maybe it's an Acts chapter eleven. It says that they went around when the the church was scattered out of Jerusalem. They went around preaching to the Jews only. The Jews did not like the Gentiles, and now this this church at Rome that Paul is writing this letter to, it's a combination. It's a it's a mixed congregation. You have Jews and you have Gentiles, and so Paul is is. so I can understand why they're having this struggle and it's going to be a constant struggle for Paul as he goes around to the Gentiles and he's telling them that Christ is the way uh, to have a relationship with God and you don't have to be circumcised and the Jews are saying oh yes you've got to be circumcised and they would chase Paul from city to city trying to kill him and so he's having this discussion in Romans chapter 4 and he's telling these Jews that you've got to have a relationship with Jesus that it's not blasphemy to speak the name of Jesus. It's not blasphemy to have a relationship with God through Jesus. A matter of fact, he's saying that's the only way to have a relationship with God. And so he's going to continue this discussion in, in, as we look at the second part of chapter 4 today. And he says in verse 13, he says, Clearly, God's promise to give the whole earth to Abraham and his descendants was based not on his obedience to God's law, but on a right relationship with God that comes by faith. And we talked about that last time, how that Abraham's faith came first, and then he packed his bags and his family and took off. Then the works came. But he had a, Paul says he had a relationship with God because of his faith. And now he's saying clearly on God's promise to give the whole earth to Abraham and his descendants was based not on his obedience to God's law, because the law hadn't even come yet but on a right relationship with God that only comes by faith, Paul says. Verse 14, if God's promise is only for those who obey the law, talking about the Jews, then faith is not necessary and the promise is pointless. you got to have faith. You can Because if you break one law, Paul's going gonna to say this in, in, later on in, in his writings, if you break one law, you've broken the whole law. And so he says if God's promise... The promise of salvation and having this relationship with him. If it's only for those who obey the law, then faith is not necessary and the promise is pointless. For the law always brings punishment on those who try to obey it. And there was only one that held the law and kept the law perfectly, and that was Jesus. And Paul says the only way to avoid breaking the law is to have no law to break. When the law, they know, was given by God himself to Moses on Mount Sinai. So when, when I read about this, or when I read these, these verses that Paul's given here, I think about the guy found in Numbers chapter 15 verses 32 through 41 who was literally stoned to death. He was taken outside uh, of the camp of, of, of the, the people uh, of the city and he was stoned to death just because he gathered some sticks on the Sabbath day. I want to read that to you. It says, One day while the people of Israel were in the wilderness, remember they were traveling around in the wilderness for 40 years, one day while the people of Israel were in the wilderness, they discovered a man gathering wood on the Sabbath day. Remember God said, this is one of the Ten Commandments, you keep the Sabbath day and you keep it holy. And so this guy is gathering some wood. Maybe it's cold outside, I don't know. Maybe he needs some wood to cook something. Maybe he needs some wood to, to warm up his family. But for whatever reason, this guy's gathering some wood and it's the Sabbath day, the day of rest. Verse 33, the people who found him doing this, gathering this wood, they took this man before Moses and Aaron and the rest of the community and they held him in custody because they did not know what to do with him. And then the Lord said to Moses, the man must be put to death. The whole community must stone him outside the camp. And so the whole community took the man outside the camp and stoned him to death, just as the Lord commanded Moses all for picking up sticks on the Sabbath day. See God means business when it comes to sin and when he when he comes to giving his law, when he comes to giving us directions and to follow those directions, God absolutely means what he says. God said, "You keep the Sabbath day holy, it's a day of rest, and this man is, is insignificant it is to us is just going outside and gathering some sticks to cook something or to keep his family warm you know no big deal but to God it was a big deal because God said don't work on the Sabbath and this man worked on the Sabbath he picked up uh, some sticks and so God had to make an example out of him for everybody else and God says you, he says to Moses uh, kill the person take him outside the camp and stone him to death and that's what they did. And the Lord says to Moses, Give the following instructions to the people of Israel. Throughout the generations to come, you must make tassels for the hems of your clothing and attach them with a blue cord. When you see the tassels, you will remember and obey all the commands of the Lord instead of following your own desires and defiling yourselves as you are prone to do. And we're still prone to do the very same thing today oh it's not picking up sticks it's a ton of other things and that's what paul listed all this stuff in romans chapter one about homosexuality and and he just gave a a big old list of sins of how people want to go do their own thing and how god turned them over to a reprobate mind And, and and so they started making uh themselves their own god and and we see that going on even today. We've already talked about that in Romans chapter 1. You can go back and listen to those podcasts on your own time. But God says make tassels and put these on your garments because this, this, when you see these tassels, you'll remember what happened to this man and you'll know that I mean business And because you are prone to following your own desires and defiling yourselves and, and you need to be following me. You need to be following uh, my desires and my will Uh, And you need to be putting me first. And he says, because I am holy. I am holy. And these tassels will help you remember that you must obey all my commands and and be holy to your God. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt that I might be your God. I am the Lord your God. And this is one of the biggest reasons why people will not follow Jesus to this very day. It's because they don't want to be held accountable for their actions and for their sin. They don't want to be told how to live their lives. And here's God making an example out of this guy just for picking up sticks on the Sabbath day. And, and, and he, told, he told all the people, he told Moses, he'd take this guy outside the camp and let all the people stone him. And that guy's going to be screaming for mercy. He's going to be begging for help. And then he's going to die and God says, you put these tassels on your garments, all you people, because you need to be reminded when you are prone to go out go out and do your own thing, when you are prone to, to leave my commandments and not do what I'm asking you to do, and you want to do your own thing that's called sin, and here are the consequences of sin. You're going to be taken outside the camp and you're going to die. Now that, that's, I mean, God just he means business when it comes to sin. And yet you look around in our world today and how people are just parading it all over social media parading it uh, all over the internet, they're parading it in our faces in our towns, in our cities, they're having parades, they're naked as jaybirds and, and, and showing their junk to, to little boys and, and little girls And it, 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 it's just, it, it's nasty it's corrupt, it, it's shameful it's sinful and though they may not be paying the price right now someday they will someday we all will if we don't turn to Christ and follow Christ because when it comes to sin God means business verse 16 Paul says so the promise or salvation that's the promise is received by faith it is given as a free gift and we are all certain to receive it whether or not we live according to the law of Moses if we have faith like Abraham's in other words the, the, the law cannot save us. We have to have faith like Abraham's, and it was uh, Abraham's faith is what was accounted to him as righteousness when it came to God. And we talked about that in the last podcast, as Paul talked about at the beginning of the chapter. He says, "For Abraham is the father of all who believe." That is what the scriptures mean when God told him, "I have made you the father of many nations." This happened because Abraham believed in the God who brings the dead back to life and who creates new things out of nothing. So it was Abraham's faith that led him to obedience, right? He believed God, he trusted God's promises, and he moved in obedience afterward. After God came to him, after God gave him these promises, not the law. He was moved by faith. He believed God, he trusted his promises, and he moved in obedience because of his faith. And Paul says if we have faith like Abraham had, then we're going to receive the same thing Abraham did, and that is salvation. That's why Paul says this happened because Abraham believed in the God who brings the dead back to life, who creates new things out of nothing. And what's interesting about this is, is Abraham hadn't had Isaac yet. But when Abraham had Isaac, and they were going to climb that mountain to make a sacrifice, because God was testing Abraham to see if he would give that son of promise back to him. And Abraham had raised up that knife and was going to kill Isaac. And and the angel shows up and says, Whoa, don't don't, don't kill your son. We're, God's providing a ram right here in this thicket. You know, you, you take this ram out of this thicket and sacrifice it instead of Isaac. Why? Why? Before they, they even went up on the mountain to make, and Abraham was going to sacrifice his son, the Bible says that Abraham, he, he told his servants, he said, me and the lad, we're going up there to worship, and when we return, in other words, Abraham knew that if God allowed him to kill Isaac, that God would raise him from the dead. And, and this, what Paul is saying here is that when God gave the promises to Abraham, way back in Genesis 12, that's when Abraham believed. That's when Abraham had faith. Long before Abra- before Isaac ever came into the picture. Because I believe Abraham was 75 years old. Um, uh, Isaac didn't come into the picture until 25 years later when Abraham was 100 years old and Sarah was 90. So <clears throat> think about how deep this is. Abraham believed in the God who brings the dead back to life and who creates new things... Out of nothing, and this this is this is faith. This is what faith is all about. And and, and so, what is faith exactly? Well, when we studied the book of Hebrews, if you hadn't had a chance to listen to any of those uh, podcasts, go back and listen to that. It was a really good study. But in Hebrews chapter eleven verse one, we have a definition of faith, and this is what the Hebrews 1 says: Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see so faith says even though I can't see it it's there it it, it, the reality is it is there as the evidence of things we cannot see and one of the the biggest hang-ups for people who do not believe in God is, is hey they can't see him and since they can't see him well obviously he doesn't exist because God is not tangible what they don't understand is God is spirit and when Jesus came upon this earth Jesus revealed God to us that's why he told Thomas he says if you've seen me you have seen the father and and Thomas says show us the father and and, and it'll it'll be sufficient for us we you know we'll we'll understand we'll believe and Jesus tells Thomas again he says how long have I been with you if you have seen me you've seen the father you've seen the works that he does through me and so if you can't believe in the father at least believe in me through the works that he is doing through me so Jesus makes God visible. He is the invisible. Paul says in Colossians that he is the in he is the visible image of the invisible God. But people can't see that because they don't have faith. Because God is not tangible. Like my phone case here, I can I can see it. I can hold it in my hand. But what they don't understand is when when Jesus was here People could see him. They had conversations with him. That's why John writes in John chapter one. Uh, that he talks about how um, that that uh, Jesus. It's in John chapter one verse fourteen. Can't, for, I'm having a mind block here. I can't re- remember exactly what the verse says. But he says we beheld the glory of the Father, the glories of the begotten Son, and, and the words there. He says he dwelt among us. Jesus dwelt among us. Not that word for dwelt is tabernacle. When you go back to the Old Testament. When the tabernacle was built, when it was completed, a cloud came down. It was God coming down in the form of a cloud. And it filled the tabernacle. It covered the tabernacle. And everybody could see it. And so what John is saying here is saying here is, is that Jesus God's son he came in the flesh he dwelt among us we could see him and and when he says when we beheld his glory the word beheld is theomai in the Greek it's where we get our word theater what do we do at the theaters we go to watch a movie we go to watch a play we go to 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 see this action taking place at the theater and so john is saying god's son jesus the messiah he was here we could literally see him we had conversations with him we could reach out and touch him we ate uh, meals with him we had drinks with him and we spent three to three and a half years with him and we could see the performances that he was doing when he was working these miracles so in other words, God is real. And, and Jesus even tells Thomas, because when, when, uh, when um, Thomas was doubting about the resurrection, because he wasn't there when Jesus appeared to the disciples for the first time, and Thomas says, look, unless I put my hands in his hands where the nail prints are, or unless I put my hand in his side where that spear pierced his side, he says, I'm not believing. And Jesus made him wait eight days eight days on the eighth day jesus shows up and he's and and it's interesting because jesus knew exactly what thomas said even though jesus wasn't there when thomas said it and he shows up in the room and thomas is there this time and he says hey thomas here's my hands hey thomas here's my side go ahead and touch them go ahead and touch. put your hand right here in my side here's where the spears the the pier uh the spear pierced my side go ahead and touch it and Thomas says, my Lord and my God. And Jesus says, look, Thomas, you believe me because you see me. But blessed are those who have never seen me, yet they still believe. And Jesus was talking about us. Because Jesus ain't showing up in your room. He's not He's not going to just appear and say, here I am. Because we have his word. We have everything that we need for salvation. It's been written down for us. It's been passed down to us. And all we have to, all we need is faith, faith. Cause it doesn't take faith to believe in something that you can see. It doesn't take faith to know that I'm sitting here holding my phone case. Why? Because you see it. It's black, it's leather and it, it's for an iPhone 13 pro. And I can describe it to you and tell you all about it and you can see it. So it doesn't take faith to know that I'm holding my phone case. But if I'm not holding my phone case and you didn't know it was here and I was telling you I'm holding my phone case, you would tell me I'm crazy because I don't have anything in my hand. But faith says he's got a phone case. It's got to be sitting right there. Or if I just said my phone case is laying on my table, you can't see it. But by faith, you know it's there because you believe what I'm telling you. And then if I pick it up, boom, it's revealed and that's exactly what's going to happen. All these people, they're doing their own thing, living their own life, making up their own rules. They don't they don't they just live life and don't worry about the consequences, don't worry about what's going to happen down the road. Well, down the road, they're going to take their last breath and they're going to stand before an almighty God and they're going to have to give an account for everything they said and done. And if they're not washed in the blood of Jesus Christ, if they never had faith in Jesus, then they're going to die separated from God and they're going to be separated for eternity, never to have an opportunity to be washed in the blood of Jesus Christ and to have that relationship with God. I'll move on before I get into that any deeper. Um, Paul says in verse 18, he says, Even when there was no reason for hope, Abraham kept hoping. Believing that he would become the father of many nations for God had said to him That's how many descendants you will have in other words He's trusting God's promises and Abraham's faith did not weaken even though at about a hundred years of age He figured his body was as good as dead and so was Sarah's womb See God made the promises to Abraham when he was 20 uh, when he was 75 years old Sarah being 65 years old there's 10 year difference and it took 25 years for Isaac to be born 25 years Abraham waited but he kept on believing he kept on having faith he kept on having hope he figured his body was as good as dead and so was Sarah's womb Abraham never wavered in believing God's promises in fact his faith grew stronger and in in this he brought glory to God he was fully convinced that God is able to do whatever he promises and because of Abraham's faith God counted him as righteous And when God counted him as righteous, it wasn't just for Abraham's benefit. It was recorded for our benefit, too, assuring us that God will also count us as righteous if we believe in him, the one who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead. He was handed over to die because of our our sins, and he was raised to life to make us right with God. Abraham, like I said a while ago, 75 years old, when he received the promises from God in Genesis 12, that he would be the father of many nations. For 25 years, there's no child. In fact, Sarah gets tired of waiting on God and decides she's going to help God out and lets Abraham sleep with her handmaiden, Hagar, and Ishmael's born. And those two, when Isaac came along, Sarah gets jealous, kicks Hagar and Ishmael out, and they you know go out to the desert God promises Abraham that he'll take care of Ishmael and to this day there's two, na- two separate nations from Ishmael and from the son of promise who is Isaac and those two nations are still fighting to this very day they don't like each other but Abraham for 25 years he had faith that God would come through with his promises And God did. He believed God and he was obedient. He uproots his family from a place that they were familiar with, where his father had raised his family. Uh, He packed his family up, livestock and all, and they headed to a place that he didn't even know existed. He didn't even know where he was going. God said, I'll just show you when you get there. But yet he trusted God, he had faith, and he was obedient. He literally just started walking because he didn't know where he was going. He had to follow God. He had no idea, but he trusted God. He had faith in God that he would get him there to those promises. And that's exactly what faith is. Paul says, even when there was no hope, Abraham kept walking. This tells me that Abraham got tired. Maybe he lost strength along the the journey. But he kept going. He kept walking. And look what eventually happened. Abraham not only became the father of the Jews, but he is also the father of every believer that is washed in the blood of Jesus Christ. The Messiah, the Savior of the world, came because of Abraham's faith. It all started with Abraham. And 25 years later, after receiving the promises from God, after leaving what what was his comfort zone, if you will. Abraham receives a promise and Isaac is born. And listen to what Paul said about Abraham and his faith in verse 20. He says, Abraham never wavered in believing God's promise. In fact, his faith grew stronger. And in this, he brought glory to God. And he was fully convinced that God is able to do whatever he promises. And because of Abraham's faith, God counted him as righteous. Righteous. Paul says if we have the faith like Abraham, we too will receive God's promises and salvation will be ours. Not because of our works. We can't do enough works to earn salvation, to earn a relationship with God. The only thing we can do is have faith and put that faith in what Jesus Christ has done for us on the cross and coming out of that tomb victorious on the third day. It was recorded, Paul says, for our benefit too, assuring us that God will also count us as righteous if we believe in Him, in Jesus, the one who, or we believe in God, the one who raised Jesus, our Lord, from the dead. He was handed over to die because of our sins and He was raised to life to make us right with God. And like I said at the beginning of this podcast, this is a very difficult concept for a Jew to accept, especially the Jews in the early church who has had the law for thousands of years, who's had this covenant with Abraham and circumcision for thousands of years. They thought Jesus was a blasphemer. They thought he had a demon. And many would never mention the name of Jesus out of their lips. They would never have the name of Jesus on their tongue because they thought he was a blasphemer. And if they pronounced the name Jesus, they thought they were blaspheming God. Even to this day, the Jews still reject, many Jews still reject Jesus as their Messiah because he does not fit their idea of who the Messiah was to be. And I love what Paul says about Jesus in Romans chapter 5, verses 6 through 11. And we'll get there later on. But he says, When we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. Now, most people would not be willing to die for an upright person, though someone might perhaps be willing to die for a person who is especially good. But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. And since we have been made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ, he will certainly save us from God's condemnation. For since our friendship with God was restored by the death of his son while we were still his enemies, we will certainly be saved through the life of his son. So now we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God because our Lord Jesus Christ has made us friends of God. When we were enemies, Christ died for us. He took care of us before we ever had faith, before we ever had works. Jesus took care of us. God took care of us by giving us His Son Jesus in our place. Jesus made the sacrifice to pay the penalty of our sin that's going to make us right with God again so that we can be reconciled, so we can be friends with God. God took care of all of that while we were still enemies, long before we ever even knew about Him. And all we have to do is have faith in Jesus to put our trust in Him, to have faith like Abraham which was a faith that led to action. Are you going to take action today? Are you going to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and be baptized for the remission of your sins? If I can help you make that decision, if you have any questions that I can help answer, contact me at thegroundedpodcast at gmail.com or you can text me at the phone number at the end of this podcast. And if you've made that decision, if you've already uh, you are a follower of Christ, by all means please go out there and share Jesus with somebody because there's people out there who do not have the same hope that you and I have. They're not washed in the blood of Jesus Christ. They are not friends with God. They are they are actually enemies of God because they're not washed in the blood of Jesus Christ. They have not by faith accepted his sacrifice. So go out there and share your faith. The, the, how Jesus has saved your soul and how the difference that Christ has made in your life so that they too can have an opportunity to put their faith and their trust in Jesus. God bless you. Thank you for listening today. Keep grinding. Thanks for listening to The Grounded Podcast. If we could pray for you or encourage you in any way, please email us at thegroundedpodcast@gmail.com at gmail.com or you can text us at 865-418-2824. If you're watching on YouTube, please click like and subscribe and you'll be notified about new episodes. If you're listening on an app, leave us a five-star review, but most importantly, share the Grinded Podcast with a friend. God bless you and remember, keep grinding.